micro queers it's your weekly roundup of queer horror shorts and i'm joe and i'm possessed i mean i'm trace (laughs) wait are you still suffering from halloween syndrome oh my god (laughs) okay everyone we were discussing um michael sarah's uh macabre musical short possessed and i have to say that joe sent this to me and goes it's a weird one and as soon as it started i was like it's a trace one <laughs> <laughs> well it's weird right Be- okay so in case folks haven't watched the short for this week and of course we've as always included the link in the show notes mm-hmm. this is by far the most recent short that we've ever covered because it was literally produced for halloween Ooh. because it was literally produced for halloween no. <laughs> Now you got to keep those in there because it's funny. No, it's it was fine. produced for Halloween 2020. So this was filmed during the pandemic. And if you look during the short, you'll see the two actresses are actually keeping six feet apart. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I, mean, I figured it was filmed during COVID because there's the references to mass and how Halloween is canceled and stuff. But mm-hmm. that makes total sense. I mean, at parts. I think in the opening. So, oh again, yeah, they were like holding each other and groping each other during the music during the music video portion. <laughs> And that's why I loved it. So I wanted to program this immediately because it's obviously referencing Halloween. We're only one week out. But also because I just, I love this idea that this is partial short horror and partial music fucking video. Love it. It was, I agree, I really liked it. It honestly reminded me of, like, if it's even possible, like, a campier, crazy ex-girlfriend. Okay. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's about a woman who's obsessing over, granted, in this case, it's friendship more so than it is, like, you know. No, it is not, dude. She shows up in a wedding dress. I know, but she gives her a friendship necklace. Granted, it's a rainbow friendship Mm -hmm. necklace. (laughs) (laughs) But, so I had to watch it twice, because... I don't know if we talked about this on air, but I have a thing with music where, like, my brain doesn't process everything. So with a music video, like, I'm looking at things, but I'm also hearing the beat of the song, but then I'm also trying to understand and listen and process the lyrics. Mm -hmm. And so there's three different things to do at once that I have a lot of trouble doing. Sure. So really, when we got to the part, like, when we got to the spoken part, because the music video stops at the two-minute mark of this six-and-a-half-minute video, I was like, wait who is this woman <laughs> <laughs> but i really liked it it was really fun it's like this like an like 80s synth poppy thing and it's just a really really fun time so one of the things that i really gravitated to was it reminded me of how old school music videos were and i've talked about this a little bit on the main feed before how in high school i would go home and i would watch music videos like i would watch much music which is the canadian equivalent of mtv mm-hmm we would have video countdowns. So you would get to see the biggest music videos of the week counted down from 20 to 1. And I remember it like one of my, I don't want to say seminal moments, but I remember it very fondly is when Bush, or in Canada as they were called, Bush X, they debuted the video for, what is it, Fly or Greedy Fly? 
I you don't know what know. that means. You're useless for this. Nope. Yeah, I don't know that. Anyway, <laughs> people who know music will be like, oh, right, yes. It's like this iconic eight to nine minute music video. Because back in those days, music videos were really long. They were almost like thriller-esque music videos right. where they would have a narrative intertwined with the music I, and i like that and like honestly like the songs i think that's why i gravitate towards musical theater so much because the songs are inherently like story based mm -hmm. um like my favorite share song is a song called dark lady which literally has like a plot from beginning to end okay because it's easier for me to like hear that as opposed to where if it's like you know if it's more poetry it's more you know I don't know i have a harder time with music that isn't story based and i realize that's like i'm, I'm the minority with that but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely an acquired taste. I think your references to Crazy Ex-Girlfriend are a little bit apt. I mean, if people know... So this song is an original song that was made for the short. It was written by the director Michael Zara, but also Markaholic, uh, a.k.a. Mark Byers. And he is responsible for doing a lot of the remixes on recent seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, that makes sense. Well, no, because I was trying to look at the cast because the woman that plays Alex, the stalky, I was like, she looks so familiar. A, it's because she's on The Resident. She had a recurring arc last year. But Michael Zara, writer-director of the short, he wrote for a, like 17 episodes of the TV show Major Crimes, the spinoff mm -hmm. of The Closer. And Kieran Giovanni, who plays Alex, was a lead role in that show. And then Natalie Linder, who plays Stalker Becky, she had like a two-episode arc. But the funny, and this is like not relevant at all, but it kind of is, um, Lander placed fifth in the MTV reality show Legally Blonde the Musical The Search for <gasps> Elle Woods. <laughs> right. Oh. I remember when they were doing that. They did a Canadian version here with Andrew Lloyd Webber where they were trying to cast a new Maria for The Sound of Music. And it was so bad. That one sounds much better. Well, because I was like, wait, so Laura Bell Bundy won that. But no, Laura Bell Bundy, a.k.a. Young Bonnie Hunt from Jumanji, she was actually cast in it from the get-go. But then when she was leaving, this reality show was about who was going to replace her. I see. So, okay. Anyway, not related. But um, let's talk about the queerness in this then because we are kind of dealing with a bit of predatory lesbianism are we not uh yeah i mean this is definitely falling into that staple wheelhouse of someone who has dissociated from reality so in this case we've got a woman who has fallen in love with her peloton-esque friend okay, so <laughs> i have had so many people say the word peloton to me lately and i'm like what the fuck is a peloton is it just a mm -hmm. bike it is, yeah, it's a it's a certain type of exercise. Is it a though. brand or is it like, yeah, is it like a type? Mm. So it is, from what I know of it, it's a very specialized type of exercise bike that comes with a video screen in it. And in those screens, you get access to specialty classes. Uh, I thought it was just all these like rich fit gays that were trying to show off to me. Still, yes. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a cult. It's Peloton. I'm sure it's not. Uh, we I just exercise, got a bunch of hate mail. I guarantee it. <laughs> if I exercise, I probably know that. But don't worry. When COVID's over, I'll totally exercise. Like, that'll happen. Right. You're going to drop that COVID-30 like nobody's business. I think I'm at the COVID-20, but I'm working my way up to the COVID-30. All right. Yeah. I mean, you did talk <laughs> about ice cream after this recording, so um, working your way. <laughs> honestly, I, I really, really, really enjoyed this short. My only issue was that, yeah, like, we're dealing with, you know, a very sad, unfortunate queer character presumably queer character i'm gonna say probably is dealing with maybe i mean again i'm dealing i'm, I'm pulling from crazy ass girlfriend here but dealing with maybe some borderline personality disorder 
A little bit, yeah. The inability to recognize what is real and what is not. Particularly when she shows up and this woman is like, we've exchanged pleasantries online. Like, I have supported you in your fitness goals and you have driven across the country and shown up in a wedding dress at my house. I don't know about you. And I mean, the line when she's like, so we're not friends, it really, really hit a little close to home for me with our person who's kind of got mm. like are you referencing your stalker yeah. i mean it, it was kind of ours because basically we have a person who has um who communicated with us a lot who got maybe like a, a little bit too comfortable and we had to kind of like push things back and right now this person likes to comment on a lot of our articles and like anyone who comments and he'll reply to them and say oh that's cool just don't try to be their friends and you know there's been other instances but it was like one of those things where i was like oh god this is like a common thing <laughs> like <laughs> But it's very single white female, too. I think particularly with online, because there's a frequency, right? There's an accessibility. Mm -hmm. So in the case of Possess, the short that we're talking about, this is a relationship where these people were probably interacting on the daily. And for one person, it was a business transaction. And for another person, it was like, I'm in lockdown. All I've got is this guy that I don't presumably enjoy very much because she ends up murdering him and leaving him in their bed. But she thinks she has developed a relationship and it's really hard to suss out the nature of what friendship means. And particularly in this case where you've got somebody who looks at it in a very different lens than the other person. Well, and this also, I mean, because the t- I, it, this does not take it's weird. Like the tone of this is very bright and bubbly. Like even the murder scene, when she, I'm sorry, the suicide scene when she does take her own life, it's done very like brightly it's all brightly lit it's very poppy mm-hmm. um so because the song is kicked back in at this point and the song is like a jammer so it, it is a jammer and i totally want to download it but it's one of those things where it's like okay so you're taking this serious subject it's kind of taking the lifetime movie approach to it right where it's just like you know your lifetime horror thrillers which is not bad but if you really want to dig into the like, like maybe how it does a disservice to it it's yeah it's kind of minimizing or minimalizing mental illness we have a queer character who dies by suicide because she can't be with the person she loves. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously, suicide among queer folk is more common than it should be. But it's all presented in this bright, bubbly package and not really given any weight. Now, I don't think really that's a problem given like the piece as a whole. But I can see how someone could watch this and be like, that doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, it's a tricky time, right? I mean, I think that we're still desperately seeking representation. The fact that this is a queer writer director Mm -hmm. makes me give it a little bit more leeway. I don't think that the intention is to tackle this with any kind of seriousness. But, you know, would I have liked it if it had have had a bit more of a comedic bent at the end? Maybe. I I think I think may I may again and I I really really enjoy this but I think yeah that it ends with just Alex opening the gift that Becky brought forward and it's a friendship necklace and then she like recoils and that's kind of the end of it you know it's like oh okay so like there's not going to be a punchline to this it's just like it just this is it I will say that Zara's uh, IMDb profile (laughs) the first sentence goes he is an LGBTQ writer who has a passion for telling poppy character driven stories that are female and queer focused Mm mm-hmm correct. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Definitely see it. Uh, he apparently has a Christmas Hallmark horror movie coming out on sci-fi this year called Letters to Satan Claus. And I watched the trailer and it looks 
similarly campy and amusing and it's poking the bear a little bit so i think this is very much his style very much so and i I watched that same trailer and there were a lot of comments saying oh my god it looks like shit and then someone had to step in and be like um it is parodying the hallmark movie (laughs) it's intentionally silly and vampy like i don't don't understand how people don't understand yeah that's the thing with comedies and parodies though i mean like like, it i don't I don't know. People don't get horror comedy, like because like yeah. one of the com- one of the comments was literally like, "Is this supposed to be scary?" Question mark. And I was like, oh my "No." <laughs> <laughs> um, funny little credit too. Um, and this is, uh, did you know that the detective who has like her little scene at the end of the film with the body bag, she is credited. Her character name is Detective Hargitay. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, I love it. See that? There we go. Yes. I will also say that as a person of a certain age, I really appreciated when she comes out and she's like, these kids don't understand who the Hamburglar is. Fuck, I feel old. And I just thought, A, that's funny. But B, that costume is genius. It's so good. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, I could be sexy Hamburglar next year. Yes. Yes. No, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. When I lose my COVID weight, I'm I'm going to do like a sexy, like your typical gay Instagram outfit. Your Insta-gay outfit. There we go. On your um, Peloton bike is what you're saying. I'm I'm gonna build a Peloton bike with straps that I can put on, and that's that's gonna cover my penis and my butt. Right. Okay. So ride a Peloton, save a cowboy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Joe, <laughs> would you watch a feature length version of this? Uh to be honest, if it was an anthology in this vein with musical <gasps> interludes, yes. Oh my god. Oh my god, that would be so cool. But like, okay, so would the theme of the anthology, so like, would all of the shorts be? like obsession based or i'm sorry possessed base Ooh, it could be different takes on the word possessed mm-hmm. Ooh. And because ha- really this is about possession right like she wants to possess this other person and she may also be possessed oh yeah because she's referring to herself as possessed but you're right yeah like use all the different definitions for possessed and give all these filmmakers like hey it's like abc's of death but instead of like you know one letter of the alphabet for kit per kills it's one definition of possessed per short you can make like five shorts out of it yeah and they all have to be musicals yeah <laughs> absolutely more <laughs> musical horror for me civil play I, i'm yeah I, I am right there in the same boat with you i'm always here for musical horror unfortunately they are two genres that their audiences don't often mix <laughs> this is true yeah <laughs> Okay, well, um, I think then that'll be it. So, uh, listeners, let us know what you thought of Possessed. I um, hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. But on that note, um, well, we can cross out Possessed. Yes, and cross out Microqueers. SCP archives, weekly full cast storytelling, horror queers, genre commentary from an LGBTQ perspective, and the Boo Crew. For horror-centric interviews, listen free wherever you stream audio and at bloodydisgusting.com slash podcasts.